In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, as I've already mentioned, uh, this morning I'd like to talk with you all about prayer. Uh, but there's something I want to get out on the table right away, something I think needs to be said, uh, something that maybe many of us are thinking, and that is that prayer is hard, isn't it? Uh, I say that prayer is hard not because there are certain fancy words and jargon we need to memorize. That's not what I mean when I say that prayer is hard. And, and prayer is not hard because we have to attain a certain level of holiness before God will listen to our prayers. That it's, that's not it either. And, and prayer is not hard because we're praying to some old angry God with a big white beard sitting up there on a throne just waiting to punish us uh, at first chance. That's not it either. And Actually, I guess we could say on one hand, prayer is, is one of the simplest things in the world. There's nothing more simple than prayer, is there? Uh, simply defined, prayer is talking to God. It's just a conversation with your creator. There ought to be nothing more simple nor more anticipated than prayer. Prayer is simple, but I think we all know that prayer is not always easy, is it? Prayer can be hard. Uh, there's actually this old uh, story, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it's about a man named St. Bernard of Clairvaux. And St. Bernard, who was a 14th century, I believe, French priest and monk, not a big shaggy dog, uh, St. Bernard knew this lesson. He understood prayer is simple, but it's not always easy. Uh, the story goes that one day, St. Bernard was riding on his way into town. He was riding on his horse, and as he made his way into the village, he was going by some farm fields. And in one of those farm fields was a farmer, hard at work. And it was at the end of the day, the farmer was tired and, and worn out, exhausted, just dripping with sweat. He was digging holes to put some fence posts in. And, and while St. Bernard was riding along, the farmer saw him. And he called out to St. Bernard. And the farmer said, Father, must be nice. Must be nice to have a job like yours with your elegant guard and your garb and your beautiful horse. Must be nice to have a job where you pray all day while the rest of us break our backs out here doing real work. Uh, St. Bernard was a patient man, a kind man. Um, so he looked at this farmer and he said, I, I, I agree, you, you are a hardworking man and I admire you and how hard you've worked today, but I would argue that prayer, true prayer, can be just as difficult as digging holes for fences. Now, that the farmer found very hard to believe. And so he laughed and he scoffed and he said, I would kill to have a job like yours, Father, praying all day. And so St. Bernard, again, a patient man, uh, looked at him, knew, knowing that this man might need to learn a lesson. And he said, I'll, I tell you what, uh, farmer, uh, I'll, I'll make you a wager. If you can pray the entire Lord's Prayer from start to finish with no wandering thought, no distraction, no temptation, with true heartfelt emotion, true faith filling you up. If you can pray the entire Lord's Prayer, short as it is, I will give you my horse that I'm riding on. Now this seemed like an opportunity too good to pass up for the farmer. So the farmer agreed. And with full concentration on his heart and his mind, this farmer began to pray. Our Father, he said. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then he paused, he had an idea, and he said, well, just, just wait one second, Father. If, if I can finish this prayer, do I get the saddle that's on the horse too? <laughs> and uh, St. Bernard's point was proven. Uh, prayer might be simple, but it's not always easy. And any of us who have spent any time trying to pray 
know this to be true. Uh, Martin Luther agreed with this sentiment. Uh, Many of you recognize that name, Martin Luther. He once said this. Luther once said, at times, I who teach this, and he's talking about prayer, at times I who teach prayer and prescribe it to others have learned from my own example that praying comes close to being the most difficult of all works. When I would speak and pray to God by myself, a hundred thousand hindrances at once intervene before I get it. Prayer is simple, but it's not easy. It's hard work. It's hard because sometimes we're praying to a God that we're awfully confused about or maybe even angry at, and and that makes prayer hard. Prayer is hard because sometimes we have a thousand and one different thoughts going through our mind and a, a thousand and one different things, maybe seemingly better things we could be doing. Kids to be watching, jobs to attend to, bills to be paid. Uh, prayer is hard work. And so having said that today, I would, I would like to answer an important question. And the question is, since prayer is so hard, and since there are seemingly so many more things we could be doing with our time, why keep on praying? Why is it that Christians seek to devote themselves to prayer? Why is it something that we think is so important? And today, I would like to suggest three reasons to you, uh, among probably many others, Uh, but today I would like to talk about three reasons why it is we seek to grow and mature in our prayer lives, why we seek to continue on praying as difficult uh, as it might be. And first, I would like to tell you that we pray as Christians, we pray because, quite simply, God commands it. God requires that his children pray to him. God demands, we could even say commands, conversation. Uh, I had a, a junior high teacher once who commanded conversation. Uh, I can still remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting in class. It was in the science classroom. And it was a class that this particular teacher was not teaching. But he, he came to the door in the middle of class, probably while I was doodling or drawing, and And he knocked on the door, and he peeked his head in, and he said, excuse me, I'm really sorry to bother, but I need to talk to Peter. Now, this is every kid's worst nightmare, right, to have the teacher walk in and say, I need to talk to you. So my heart is racing, and I'm walking to the front of the class towards the door, and I'm going through my day just trying to figure out what did I do, what did I say, what kind of trouble am I in? I I couldn't think of anything wrong that I had done, but I knew it must have been something bad because it's never good when the teacher wants to talk to you. And so I made my way out into the hall, and the teacher said, Peter, let's walk. And we started to walk uh, through the halls, and walked in silence, and it felt like we were walking forever. And finally, he broke the silence, and he said, "Uh, Peter, talk to me. He said, I I can tell something's not right. Uh, Something's going on. You're not your normal self. Um, I I can just see it, and and I can sense it. So, Peter, talk to me. And that that was not a request. He wasn't asking me. He was telling me. He was commanding conversation. But I think he was doing that because he cared about me. He was doing that out of Christian love. He saw that something was wrong, and and today I have no idea what it was, probably some junior high drama, but this teacher took the time to recognize that about me, and then he took the time to walk with me, and then he commanded that we talk because he knew that it was good for me. And, And I believe that's why our God commands us to converse with him. And the scriptures are full of commands Uh, to pray. And and he does that, though, because he loves us, because we have a God who sees us in our struggles and in our hurts 
and in our pains. We have a God who knows that there can be no relationship without communication. And so out of love, out of care, he commands his people to pray. And so the first reason why we devote ourselves to prayer and continue to do it no matter how hard it might be because we have a God who commands it out of love for us. That's the first reason why we pray. Uh, The second reason why we pray is because God promises to hear us. We pray because of the command, but we also pray because of the promise. God promises to hear every word we say to him. His ears are always open. Uh, This is important, I think, because uh, I believe that one of the most frustrating things in life is when you have something to say, but there's no one there to hear you out. Or, or maybe even worse than that, one of the most frustrating things is when you are talking to someone and they're not listening to you, right? And we've all experienced this. Maybe uh, you have something on your mind and you don't have anyone to talk to, so you invite a friend out to dinner and, and you start to open up and they're on their phone. And all you want is for them to give you your attention, but they're in another world. Maybe the, their head is in the clouds or, or maybe you've seen this too. You're, you're, you're trying to talk to someone. You're trying to open up. You're admitting something. You're confessing something. And they're nodding their head and they're looking you in the eye. But you can tell that they're not there. They're just biding their time until they can jump in and share their piece. That they're really more interested in getting something off their chest than they are in listening to what you have to say. Uh, many of us have been there. And that is one of the most frustrating things in the world. And, and I say that because when it comes to God, that is something you never have to worry about. <laughs> Uh, Believe it or not, God is never on his phone when you're trying to talk to him. He's never checking Facebook. And his head, although he lives in in the heavens, is never in the clouds. And God does have a million things he wants to tell you, but he's willing to patiently wait and hear you out every last word. He cannot wait for you to come to him, thanking him for, for whatever little blessings you have received. He can't wait to hear that story You have to tell him about your grandkids or your nieces or your nephews. He he loves to hear you, even your cries and your hurt and your pain. You have a God who promises to hear you out no matter what. And and many times, that's all we're looking for, isn't it? Sometimes we go to talk to someone not for them to fix our problems, but simply to be heard. And when we pray to God, we can count 10 times out of 10, he will hear us. So we pray as hard as it is because God commands it out of love, because he promises to hear us. And and the last reason that we're going to talk about today is we pray because all of us here today, every Christian and uh, we could even say every person, uh, has some weight to lose. Uh, Even the skinniest, wispiest of people among us, all of us have some spiritual weight to lose. I believe this is true. All of us are carrying around extra spiritual weight, spiritual baggage, that we need to get rid of. For some of us, it's just the burdens of life. We're carrying these burdens, these weights around, the burdens of bills that need to be paid, of past mistakes that we're trying to make up for. Uh, for others of us, it's, it's just the worries of life. We, we worry about our kids uh, or our families. We have pressures put upon us about our jobs and our careers and trying to make it ahead. All of us are carrying around this weight. And, and when we pray, the act of praying is the act of giving that weight to God. The act of prayer is the act of of spiritual weight loss, giving those things which are bringing us down and giving them to the one who can hold them strongly and securely in his mighty hands. Uh, A a number of of years ago now, I was, I think, probably flipping the channels and uh, I came across this show, The Biggest Loser. Uh, You might have seen this. Uh, If you're not familiar, it's a reality show, contest show, where they follow people along their weight loss journeys, uh, dieting and exercise, 
uh, and, and there's a contest who can lose the most weight and become the biggest loser. There's a lot not to like about the show. I don't think it presents a very healthy way of, of being healthy and losing weight. But uh, anyway, in this particular episode, uh, it was near the end of the season, and everyone had already lost the weight. Some people had lost 50 pounds, some 150, some 250, uh, and, and they had to do one final exercise since the weight was already gone. Uh, they had to, for one day, carry around the weight that they had lost on their back. I don't remember how it worked. They might have had a backpack with weights. And so if they had lost 50 pounds, they had to carry around for one day 50 pounds. If they had lost, through the course of the journey, 150, they had to carry around 150 pounds. And it was an exercise that was supposed to remind them of how they used to live and the weight that, that weighed down them. It was to show them how far they had come and to remind them of how light and free they were living now. And it was amazing listening to all these people and they, and they couldn't believe how they used to live, right? Like, I, I can't imagine living that way with all those aches and the pains and the weight and, and, and all the problems that it caused. And I, I believe, brothers and sisters, that that the more that we devote ourselves to prayer and the more that we partake in that act of giving our way to God, the more we will be able to look back at our lives and say, I can't believe I was carrying that weight around, the weight of, of financial worries, the weight of family problems, the weight of my career and every burden and every pressure. The, the more we pray, the more we will be able to say, I can't believe I used to walk around carrying that weight, bringing me down. The more we pray, the more we will live light and free. So we pray because God commands it, because he promises to hear us, and because through the act of prayer we are losing that excess spiritual baggage that is bringing many of us down. I, I want to close, though, uh, by reminding you something important, of something important. Uh, I, I believe that even more important than why we pray is remembering who we pray to. See, the truth is that you can go to God in prayer with all sorts of messed up intentions. Your words can be stumbling and simple. But what matters more than, than any of that uh, is who you pray to. Uh, what matters and what changes everything about prayer is the God that you pray to. And brothers and sisters, you have a God who hears you no matter what. You have a God that loves you so much that he commands you and invites you to call to him your heavenly Father, as his beloved children. You have a God who, who cared about you so much that he, he sent his own son into this world to live a life, a perfect life that you could not live. You have a God who gave himself on the cross, who took your place and paid your price. You have a God who invites you to call to him, to your Father, in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of his Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, who you pray to matters, and you pray to a God who loves you with an unending, amazing love. So keep on praying. In Jesus' name, amen.